One Good Thing, the podcast that tries to find the Wong Delavine head that's worth cracking open. I'm Paul Salt. I'm a reli- reliable... Fuck! <laughs> you sure are, buddy. <laughs> Let's try that again. Today we shall be discussing Valerian and the planet of a thousand worlds. Sure. Uh, the world of a million lands. The s- city of a billion middling reviews. Valerian uh, was a real passion project for Le- uh, for Leon and Fifth Element director Luc Besson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted to make a movie of the Valerian comic around the time of the Fifth Element, but felt that there were too many alien characters to do it convincingly. Mm. Um, but after, Ever- Av- uh, after Avatar, he felt that the technology had caught up, but he was worried about matching Avatar for quality, especially in the script. Mm-hmm. So, it took seven months of uh, storyboarding, um, and then he felt it was up to snuff and got it produced. It was the most expensive French film made to date. Even more expensive than The Return of Martin Gear. <laughs> the previous. Which cost seven francs fifty. <laughs> and, because uh, fucking Gerard Depardieu. Because Gerard Depardieu kept insisting on buying a sausage a day <laughs> and putting it on expenses and it just bankrupted the whole endeavour. <laughs> he fed himself up like a fat duck and uh, he exploded and then he ate himself on crackers. <laughs> Like a Frenchman would. Like a Frenchman, like Mr. Creosote. Yeah. It was the most um, expensive French film since The Fifth Element or something It like was, that. yes. Yeah. Um, and it, it basically needed to be a hit for Eurocorp. It was a big... Uh, the the um, CEO of um, Eurocorp said something like, it's not a risk, it's a bet. <laughs> right. Okay. A safe as houses, secure <laughs> bet. <laughs> Everything on red. <laughs> yeah, after a series of flops, the most recent of which was The Circle, which had everyone in the world in it, but didn't nobody saw it. EuropaCorp needed this to be a hit. It wasn't. Um, they reported a loss of about $135 million. How much is that? That's a lot. Oh. Yeah. That would feed a Gerard Depardieu sausages for life. Your life, not his. <laughs> he will. He is immortal. So. <laughs> oh, I thought you were implying because he's only say got <laughs> fewer years than me, his uh, sausage eating <laughs> will go into overdrive. <laughs> go, what's the fucking, what's to lose? I think it would be uh, naive to assume that he will, his sausage consumption will in any way decrease after his death. If anything, <laughs> it'll increase. Uh, the, the copycats would just be <laughs> exponential. Um, EuropaCorp um, stocks crashed, the deputy CEO resigned, and Luc, Benz, Luc Besson went on the defensive. Mm-hmm. Now, critics were split right up the middle on this one. It has 51% on Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic, so it wasn't just half of the critics who liked it, but it was half of the individual critics. Wow. They were rendered in twain by this film. <laughs> cleft in twain by the acts of indecision (laughs) Uh, my criticism (laughs) fell in half I pissed from there also (laughs) so Peter Bradshaw writing for the Guardian said with its wacky but always borderline budget digital effects and production design this film looks like the Wachowski siblings speed racer or something Robert Rodriguez might have made in his garage later on in his review Peter went a bit strange um, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets is a summer movie that leaves the block unbusted. In fact, it leaves the block pristine and box fresh, and if you kept the receipt in a fit condition to be returned to the block store. I see. Yes. So the, the, the block store? The block store. Oh, the block store in, um, Camberwell. I've been there. I think the way it works is you buy the block, and yeah. then the movie busts it. And then that's the function of the block. No, 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 no. You have to buy a bust token. A bust yeah. token. And only after you then give the bust token to the block. Right. The, the busting goes on inside, like a kind of internal combustion 
right thing, you know. And then you go see Valerian and don't um, like it. If you, if you have to, okay. yeah. <laughs> but in no way is anyone expected to go and see Valerian because it's the worst <laughs> film of all time. Oh, it sure is. Dan Jolin. Jolin? Yolin? Jolly. Yolin. Dan Jan Yo- Yolin. Jan Yolin mm-hmm. over at Empire uh, was a bit more succinct. He said, it's like Guardians of the Galaxy might have turned out if James Gunn were being made of pure mescaline. I th- I'd take that as a compliment. <laughs> The public didn't like it much more either. Uh, the movie has a 6.7 on IMDb. Uh, Mark Hazen, or Mark Hazen, sorry, over at uh, IMDb, either. over at the IMDb, mm. said, if you like kids' movies like Spy Kids and Harry Potter, dot, 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 awful. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a thought thoroughly unfinished. Like sp- I tell you what, if you like Spike It's <laughs> and Harry Potter, well, shit, it's not very good, is it? You should probably rethink that. <laughs> oh. oh, Christ. Um, Wonderful. So, yeah, it looks like the public were really pretty down on this one. Every single member of them. All of them. Especially all of them. And um, they didn't ask one person. Oh. Um, oh! Who, if asked, uh? is going to mount a kind of kind of defense for the little blighter and that person public is me oh my god it's you all along paul public paul public paul public yes was does the the secret defender of valerian and the thousand concept yes (laughs) all along wow all right paul you grumpy converter from blukst bonjour bonjour Je voudrais un Dave Batista. Un film. Un piste. Un film de merde. <laughs> well, you've got it, sir. Please explain why you aim Leverian. So this isn't like, this isn't a Freddy Got Fingered situation. <laughs> I'm uh, so glad it's not a Freddy Got Fingered situation. <laughs> so I did have plans to defend another film this time around. Mm. Um, which can wait. Because after seeing this advertised uh, Valerian and City of a Thousand Planets and not mm. being all that bothered no. and then seeing the reviews and then congratulating myself for not being all that bothered and <laughs> yeah I, I went to see it because there was nothing else on and coming out of the cinema with about the biggest smile on my face or your mm. face yeah you had it on both our faces yeah I had just to say something about it immediately six weeks later <laughs> and it's the world that's why I'm defending it today. Luke okay. Besson made a bloody world. He made a world and he went into that world. He climbed up in it and he told a story. He nestled in the anus of this world. He did. A world that he inherited from the comics. Which he the did inherit excellent from the excellent French comics. Yes. Here. Um, but he made it his own. It was very Luke Besson. I think we can all agree. Yes. So, Paul, what happens in Valerian and the cosmos of a billion things? <laughs> Valerian... <laughs> And the Hall of Seventeen Wonders. The Boy. The, 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 the film begins with yes. an excellent yes. uh, opening sequence. It does. Almost everyone seems to agree that this is an excellent opening sequence. We have real footage of the astronauts we used to have in the 70s. Remember them? Uh, Back when we used to give a shit about space. We used to like explore. Oh, and the little do things the, together. The guys with the hats and like the the, yeah. the helicopter rotors on their. That's um, the on ones. Top of their hats. Yes, yeah. and they had little okay. Roman tunics and stuff. Yeah, it's real footage of um, mm. American and uh, Russian 
astronauts in 1975, yeah. I think it is, docking yeah. together their two ships and shaking hands across the uh, newly established sort of connecting point. Uh, we then cut forward to reveal more nations getting together. We see female astronauts up there. Oh, yeah. crazy future. <laughs> uh, we see Chinese astronauts up there. Yeah. Oh, what's going on? We're in a fantasy world now. No, there's African, that's it. There's African that's people it. who are like wearing rings and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, because tradition is tradition. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, science, oh. science is one thing, but can science hug you at night? <laughs> no. You can't hug your children with science. A tribal kimono. Yes. Can keep you warm. It sure can. In space. Then we go even further, and oh my god, there's a weird alien thing. Do yeah. you remember anything about the first alien? Um, I think it was the least grotesque of all the subsequent yes. aliens. Yes, I think so. I think they, uh, in my head they kind of resembled the guys from the beginning of the Fifth Element, you know, the waddling gold guys. Yes. I think it was like them. And then more outlandish aliens come up and that, like weirder and weirder aliens come cyborgs up. Cyborgs from space. Cyborgs from space. Yeah. Uh, a race of cat people. Yeah. Nicolas Cage clone the, boys. The Nicolas cage Afons come on and they're all dressed like different Nicolas Cages. Robot Uprising Planet. All, yep. the, all the Dell PCs all came like clunking in. Oh, so it was, it was beautiful. Like, ka -chunk, ka -chunk, ka -chunk. It was so graceful. And after all of them, yeah. the the successive space station managers, they un uneasily but warmly extend yeah. the hand and they shake hands clumsily, yep. awkwardly, but Every sweetly. Time. Yeah. And they're, you know, showing fraternity between all these people coming together. All to the beat of uh, David Bowie's Space Oddity. Yes. All the while, the um, space station yes. um, near Earth is getting bigger and bigger. It poses a threat now to Earth because it's so yep. big. It's drawing closer to the planet. Ooge. Um So they they shunt it into space. Yep, they give it a they kick. Go, they get off. Bo they get Bobby Riggs. Is yeah. he a footballer? Bobby Riggs, the 1920s Arsenal midfielder. Yeah, I think so. That's what I was going for. They get Bobby Riggs up. <laughs> And he gives it a punt, and it goes floating off into space. Yes. And that's... It's, it's gorgeous. Down your own end, space twats, they say. <laughs> and um, did some hate, They said some hateful things, <laughs> but, and then they went home. But we're past it now. Um, and the space station became Alpha. Yes. The city of a thousand premises. Then move to the planet Pearl. The planet Avatar. That's it. No, it's not the planet Pearl. It's oh. It's the planet... It's the planet Mul. Mul. Yeah. Great. Um, so we move to How the planet Mul. 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 This, this planet is populated by pearls. Ah. And the pearls are blue navy type uh, yes. people, but definitely not navy from Avatar. Um, um, they're beautiful space creatures who live in a beach style yeah, world. They, where they, all they, the houses are made of seashells. Yeah. It's a, it's a paradise. The, yeah. the, the world, nature gives up pearls, which yeah. uh, sort of create energy. They feed these pearls to um, adorable little guinea pig rat things look called at converters. Yep. Um, who have the ability to replicate anything uh, that's fed to them. Yeah. En masse. And th then when great. the pearls are replicated, they give them back to Mother Nature. And the cycle is complete. Meanwhile, well, what happens well, now? Suddenly, planet, uh, planets, planets yeah. crash into spaceships. Spaceship, <laughs> the planet just sure. crashes into a whole bunch of spaceships, one after yeah. the next. Yeah. Um, they come crashing down and smash into the ground. All of the people run and hide inside one of the spaceships yeah. that landed. And they managed to successfully close the door, but with the princess on the outside. Yeah, and they she can't didn't get open in in it. time. She was too busy faffing around. Yeah, being a princess, you know yeah. what they're like. And the biggest spaceship of all crashes into the planet and just yeah. blows everything up. But before the princess dies, she's able to put out a psychic wave Ooh. into the universe. Yes. 
Uh, and at that point, we see a man wake up, having apparently witnessed what we just witnessed. Yes. It was the guy next to me asleep in the cinema. <laughs> but uh... his name was Dane Dehan. <laughs> Sorry, how am I? Or Dehan. Dehan. Don't don't worry about getting it right. I'll get it right for both of us. I never will. will. Even out. (laughs) That's how that usually works. (laughs) Um, So Dane Dehan is playing. Is playing the guy whose name is in the title, Major Valerian. Major thousand hairdos. Yes. Yes. Um, (laughs) Major city of a thousand planets. (laughs) Yes. Um, And and. And he is a... Yes, sorry. Can I just actually read this from the Wikipedia page? I feel that this is important, and I will be coming back to it. Okay. Many times. So, basically, on this city of Alpha, um, they have their own police, the humans do, including officers Valerian, a happy-go-lucky major, and his partner, Laureline, a no-nonsense sergeant. That's the one. That is very much the one. So, they're on a ship, which has, like, a hollow deck which mm-hmm. is projecting a beach that happy-go-lucky major is relaxing on but yep. no nonsense for um lauren laureline who's no fun who's no fun and it's played by clara davenune yeah. who's delavine who's no fun <laughs> she comes in um she's got a heart back from yeah. the suicide squad yeah uh that's that's in place um <laughs> And she, she is like, come on, we've got to do a mission. Doesn't yeah. she? Or does she? I well, can't remember. She, she's like, Valerian, you're such a happy-go-lucky scamp. And it does my Whoa, nut. dude. You're too no-nonsense. Yeah. That's your well, problem, Sergeant. You should point out at this stage that he is talking exactly like Keanu Reeves. Yes, he's doing the, the best impression of Keanu Reeves. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy. He's doing a better impression of Keanu Reeves than what's-his-name from Point Break. So we can be grateful for that. With Loreline standing over him saying, come on. We've got a mission to do. arsing around. Marry me. Yeah, and he, he, he pulls her down onto him and they yeah. scuffle a he bit. He molests her a bit. He molests her a little bit and he's like, marry me. And she's like, that's no. a weird thing to say. Yeah. I'm I'm a no-nonsense girl. Did you re- not remember that? Yeah, I'm a no-nonsense sergeant. Also, you've slept with all of these women. Yeah. And yes. a whole bunch of women. Who you up. have on a on a sort of checklist on your wall. Yeah. And it is the future, so it's a real, like, clear, like, well-defined wall. <laughs> and and he's like, look, it's just a totem, all right? It's just a few uh, notches. But then, Loreline says to him, and I can't, I couldn't believe this when she said it. I've never seen a character say this to another character in a movie, and it just blew me away, because it's like, oh my god, you just captured everything about this guy in one line. She says, your problem is, you have problems with commitment. Never heard so that. So good. So good. Breaking new ground. Yeah. So so after that bombshell. They go on their mission. Yeah, they go on their mission to um retrieve a replicator. Yes. From to opening credits. Yes. Um they, they go down to a planet where uh to infiltrate a place called Big Market. Big Market. Yes. All of the imagination in this film did not go into the naming of things. <laughs> the um but what Big Market is is um an interdimensional It's a huge marketplace that doesn't yeah. exist in our dimension. Yes. So you have to wear special goggles and wear special gloves to interact with things from that dimension. Yes. But the things you buy will then get put through an interdimensional travel box which will allow you to get it out. That's the one. And what Dane Dehan or Valerian, whoever it yeah. is, um has on top of that is a sort of bracer that allows him to move, move about big market yeah. um, without being seen. Yes. So he's he's sort of he's like hacked into big market, but also hacked himself back out of it. Yeah. So he's able to sort of travel invisibly through big market. Yes. It's Meanwhile, the... everyone is just looks like they're walking through a field. Yeah. When in fact they're moving around this interdimensional thing. Even yeah. though the interdimensional thing has levels that go down and up, 
It's never quite explained how people interact with those when they're just on a plane of sand. It could even just be a virtual reality thing where they just yeah. have to move that way. They just have to like pretend to go down steps. So yeah, clunk, so, the, clunk, yeah, clunk, so clunk. there'll be somebody just sort of walking round and round in a circle <laughs> when they're going down a spiral staircase. <laughs> That's awkward though. What happens if you walk by someone who's beneath you and That's... you don't see them in the world, but you clunk into them in real life? That's literally never happened. Oh wow. The replicator is being bought by some road figures off of this bloke who says he can get anything, even from yeah. dying worlds or opening credit sequences. Yes. Who is John Goodman? It's John Goodman. It's John Goodman. Oh, bloody hell. And you know what he's like? He's saying he's going to get a sale. He takes the payment. Which for, are pearls. And he plans on stitching them up like uh, like kippers. Like kippers. Um, he has a gun which points two two ways at once. Oh, he can shoot them both at once. Yeah. That's so efficient. Oh, like, just, just like, like John, John Goodman. Goodman. Yeah. <laughs> um, luckily, Major Valerian is there to yeah. save the day, steal the um, replicator and the pearls. Oh, that um, hero. Or rather, he, ta- he takes one. And he um, leaves, well, yeah, he takes one pearl and he leaves the rest and he runs yeah. away and has a fun action sequence where only his hand is interactable with the world and the rest of him is sort of, uh, the problem is he can't get his hand out of the box. It's malfunctioned because yeah. it got hit by a John Goodman. Yeah. And there's a fun chase scene, which eventually yeah. ends with um, Valerian being pulled out of the um, dimension into yeah. into the, the desert world. Which, into the real world. Yeah. Um, the real world. The po- desert of the real. Oh my God, it's the, the desert of the real. Fuck. They get off the planet and they go to Alpha with the replicator they've retrieved. Yes. Valerian Uh, asks Laureline to marry him. Yup, again. She says no, again. Eventually, the no-nonsense sergeant and the happy-go-lucky major meet up with uh, Commander Clive Owen. Yeah. Who runs the place and all the security. He's got a lot of medals, is Commander Clive Owen. Oh, it's all over his face. Commander Clive Owen is about to hold a summit. um, Yep, with a bunch of aliens. Yep, to warn about an infected slash irradiated area. They sent some some soldiers down there and they didn't come back. Nope, they disappeared off the face of the plot. So so we're having an alarm meeting and they... Commander Clive Owen says, let me see the replicator. And they say, I think Laureline should hold on to it because of the security risk of you so far, sir, yeah. Clive Owen. Also, you're obviously the villain. Yeah. And, so. um, and I mean, three three seconds later, he does actually reveal to the audience that he is the villain because uh, he, he, is, he yeah. walks into the room and, and orders a scientist to keep torturing um, one of the blue figures <laughs> that we see oh, from yes, the planet Oh, yes, one of the not avatars. Yeah. Quite obviously the villain straight away. Yeah. Which is fine. And he's got robots. Okay, good. No tension there, then. During the summit, uh, aliens attack, and they yeah. have BB... No, not BB guns. They have bubblegum guns. Yeah. Bubblegum guns. It's the pearls. They, um, yeah, they come in with the bubblegum guns. They gum everyone up. They gum them up good. Except for Valerian, who, for the, the very last second, pops a spider in his mouth. Oh, he's so capable. Because um, he's kooky. And, yeah. Um, yeah, he's by the rules yeah. and happy-go-lucky. Um, <laughs> I was going to say spider. I meant soldier. Yeah. He's a spider boy. <laughs> and um, so that means when he gets gummed, yeah. the spider comes to life in his mouth, yes. which is wonderful, and um, cuts open the gum. It sure does. He, and he's able to escape yeah. and chase after using some sort of power where he can run through walls and into space and across yes. things and just chase the shit out of people. Yes. Oh, the pearls take Commander Clive Owen. Oh, yeah. So they did. Eventually he crashes um, because he's just not alien enough to be good at pods. <sighs> so he, he's he's unconscious and he's... Oh, yeah. And he crashes in the in the infected zone. Oh, my so God. He, he's in the infected zone. So we so can't even like monitor him because no, it's a blackout down and he's there. he's definitely dead. So it's definitely a good thing they dead. set that up. That's what... Um, um, person second in command second clive owen says yes uh, second in clive owen clive the second clive the second says oh he's definitely dead yeah and i and i forbid you to go and look for him and, yeah. and laureline basically says swivel on it you prick I'm yeah she kicks a bunch of people off right now yeah what she needs is a jellyfish that will uh, go into her brain and help her find him yes right? it's clairvoyant 
Yes. But it's clairvoyance. That's clairvoyance. <laughs> Very nice. She puts the jellyfish on her head, but she's warned only for a minute or yeah. the jellyfish will start sucking out your memories. She's able to locate him, so she yeah. goes to him. Yeah. It would have been way too simple in the scope if she just found him because he had a tracking device or something. We had to do the jellyfish bit. Had to do the jellyfish Had to do the bit. jellyfish Otherwise, bit. you wouldn't have understood the world. Absolutely. He doesn't thank her, and she's a bit miffed. Oh, that's a bit much, isn't yeah. it? She came all the way. She had a yeah. brain fish. And she had to run and probably get all sweaty. <laughs> anyway, at this stage, yeah. they know for sure that the radiation zone isn't what it seems. So all they have to do is head to the center of it, figure out what's going on. Bing, bang, boom. We might have a cl- conclusion to the movie. So they do that. They go straight to... Oh, sorry, sorry. I mean, um, no-nonsense Clara Delevingne gets distracted by a butterfly, which she grabs hold of, which turns out to be a trap by a primitive bunch of human uh, of humanoids, mm-hmm. uh, sort of monstrous humanoids, who want to groom her to be a servant for a big feast that's happening, which turns out to be cannibalistic. He runs into Ethan Hawke in a cameo, who then takes him to see a stripper-slash-dancer, played by Rihanna who's playing a character called Bubbles, who's a shapeshifter, but does a dance to a weird soundtrack while Stephen Hawke crows mm-hmm. like, a, like, a, like an Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. Um, she, he then wears her like a skin, infiltrates the simpleton's base. She, he then saves her just before she's about to get eaten. There's a big sword fight, mm-hmm. fighting off various people. Bubbles gets hurt terminally. They escape down a pit. Bubbles dies, telling him to carry on with the Empire. And then they can just go to the center of the zone. You know, you're such a pedant. <laughs> Yeah, they brush all that off, and um, they go to the center of the zone. Yeah, where they find that there's a ship in there. Yeah, mm. the same ship from earlier. But don't where tell the, anyone. Where the pearls, you know. Yeah, they've set up like a hologram in the middle of the world, which is a hologram of the beach planet. Hmm. Uh, they go in. No, it's more confusing than well, that. <laughs> well, there's a there's there's. They just it's, meet it's, the, the the pearls in the middle. They 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 meet the pearls and they lead them. They basically lead them through this hologram yeah. thing, and um, they find out that this is where the, the pearls from the planet that um, Dane yeah. Dehan Valerian Valerian dreamt of. Yeah, yeah, thinking it was a dream. It turned out it wasn't a dream. Yeah. Um, when the princess of the planet Mule died, yes. Um, she sent out her whole soul waves, and yeah. it went all up in uh, Dane Dehan's business. Yeah. It turned. It turns out that they were looking for the the replicator. Yeah, um, because they need it for their whole world to rebuild, rebuild the planet. Yeah. Basically, the question is how they're going to get more replicators. Can they feed the replicator to itself? Ooh, and therefore spawn a whole bunch of replicators. I bet you're not the first person to have brought that up, but I bet that person was exiled for being a nasty, cynical piece of shit. Yeah, scumbag, the biggest shitbag yeah, you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> um, so what they want to do is escape, yeah. use the pearl they have to kickstart a new planet, um, and or go to a parallel dimension. They um, kidnapped Commander Clive Owen. Yes, because he was the one responsible for the destruction yes. of the of the planet. He made the decision. He found out there was indigenous life on the planet, but he he was and in the was battle. intelligent. Yeah, intelligent life. He was in he was in a battle above it, but yeah. he still decided to blow the shit out of the other force and have them crash into the planet. Yeah, because he's a bastard. Yes. So they wanted justice. Um, or did they need something from him? They they. I think it was a bit of both. They just wanted the replicator off him, right? And they wanted the replicator. They didn't. I mean, they didn't want any harm to come to him, but they right. wanted him to sort of, you know, face up to his crimes. Yeah. So the thing is, the the pearls now want to just leave, right? Yeah. But Happy Go Lucky Major has a problem with this mm-hmm. because Happy Go Lucky Major is a soldier first and foremost who yeah. follows the rules. Yes. And he cut. He has to have it. You know, they attacked a thing. They have to face justice. And it's, it's very not, particular. Yeah, yeah. It's not his fault. You know. 
Mm-hmm. It's not happy-go-lucky Major's fault that the planet got destroyed and the Pearls will have to face justice. Mm-hmm. Luckily, no-nonsense Laureline is there to say, stop, you know, indulge in a bit of nonsense. No-nonsense Laureline says. Just, you know, stop being so logical, happy-go-lucky Major. Mm-hmm. And, you know, be a bit more flexible. Like me. Yeah. No-nonsense Laureline. <laughs> so, he eventually agrees. Because... Yes. Um- because it was love all along. It I was think. love all along, and yeah. he thinks he might be able to have sex with her later, which is beautiful. Yeah. So the pearls get to exist in a different dimension? Uh, one of many or dimensions, a I'm, I'm sure, yeah. I don't know. Um, Commander Clive Owen... Um, Dies? Oh. Is arrested? He's arrested. Yeah, and, and that's and that's it, really. They, they escape on the ship with the pearls, and the pearls jettison them yeah. once it's safe. And then they have a bit of a, a kiss. Uh, oh, yes. Because they've learned so much about each other, and they've gotten over the things that were going to keep them apart. Apart. Did you mention that it ends on two people having sex in a tube? Uh, I was getting there. Okay, cool. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, two people having sex in a tube. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, that's the film. That's the film, Valerian and the Thousand Planets. Yeah. Cities. So cool. What? <laughs> what the hell was that that we just said? Now, this film is forever going to be compared to The Fifth Element. Okay. For many reasons. And there are several good reasons. Yes. One of which being that Luc Besson directed both. Yes, there's that. Both the highest grossing French film of their time. Highest costing. Uh, That's the one, sorry. (laughs) Let's not make that mistake. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Both come from the same source material. Yes. Uh, the uh, uh, creators Mezier, well, yeah. not from, not from the same sort, but inspired by inspired the same, by the yeah. same source material. Uh, sure. Me- As Me- who, sorry. As was Star Wars. Yes. It's important to say There's, it's really influential. The French magazine upon yes. which this is based, um, Valerian et Laureline. And yeah, so there are, there are some similarities. The yeah. you see that like the the city layout in in the Fifth Element is you know it's yeah kind of similar to to the way Alpha is yes. Um, and you know all, all of the ali- all the aliens eclectic. has a very similar aesthetic, and there's yeah. a similar sort of yeah humor in the way things are done. Yes, um, and this comparison is at once to its credit and uh, detriment. I think yes. making these comparisons long term, mm. they do distract from what Valerian achieved right as a movie. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Mm. Because Fifth Element is well liked, although a lot of people seem to see it as like a guilty pleasure. It's it's quite silly. The tone is quite light. Yeah. Um, people will remember sort of Chris Tucker in a frock, you know, yeah. with his Lee Evans boys. in a sailor boy outfit. Yes, that's the sort of um, uh, uh, Gary Oldman with a plate on his head. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sort of long-term oh, yeah. legacy of the Fifth Element. But it's a hell of a fun movie as well, and it's, it's very imaginative. I've always loved the Fifth Element. I've mm. never, never been against this film. But reading yeah. up on it, it had a similar. Similar beginning to Valerian, oh. where it, it was kind of panned when it when it came out, and right. then it kind of people went back to it. It had okay. a very sort of strong core yeah. following, and then it, people came back to it, reassessed it, and went, "This is actually an excellent film." So, I mean, what is it about? What is it about it you think that puts people off? Because people were put off. I don't think we can argue that as much as we enjoy it. Valerian, Valerian, because it, it's not just critics here. Oh, 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 let's do critics. Why were critics put off? There are a lot of te- a lot of technical reasons why it's yeah. it's flawed flawed as a film. Sure, as you've implied or just straight up said, um, the, the the characters themselves are not that well fleshed out. The, yeah. hu- the human characters are not well realized. Yeah, when you compare the human characters um, from Valerian to the Fifth Element, yes, you know you've got Corbin Dallas 
yeah alone who is just so natural it's bruce willis when he gave a shit which is a pretty powerful thing late 90s bruce willis amelia jovovich before the resident evil movies which seemed to suck all the acting out of her because she used to be good she used to be like in joan of arc the uh, you know messenger yeah and this uh, fifth element sorry yeah um, that's what know. Paul W S Anderson does. He, he's like the um, he's like the shaman in Warcraft. <laughs> he just feeds off the acting juice <laughs> of uh, of like mid level celebrities. Emilia Jovovich just shrivels up and shrinks. But no, you're right. Characters were an issue, and I have a quote here actually okay. from um, oh well, you know, oh it's from uh, Kaleem Aftab at the Independent. It's quite a long quote, but I think sure. it's important. Dane Dehan is the darling of the indie movie circuit, and usually terrific, but it takes a Bruce Willis-sized dose of charisma to sell this dialogue. Dehan just doesn't have that kind of presence, and he gives the impression that he read this script while holding his nose. His heart is just not in it. Let's address that first. There's more to this, but okay. how do you find Dehan in this? Um, aside from the the Keanu impression <laughs> that he's that he's doing, I didn't really have. I didn't really have a problem with it. I thought that was going to go the opposite way. Oh, right. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, aside from the Keanu Reeves impression, I didn't get much out of it. This. Was, it was, yeah, <laughs> atrocious. I can see why people would see that as boredom or, or, yeah. or, or like a, uh, like late oh. Norse's Bruce Willis, but I don't, it doesn't feel like it. It feels like that was the character. Yeah. Um, I think what he's saying is you need the Bruce Willis charisma that he had in Fifth Element. Again, it's yeah, the Fifth okay, Element yeah, comparison yeah. you can't get away from. Clara Delevingne? Yes, let's come on to her. So the next, she gets the next paragraph. Yeah. Opposite him, Cara Delevingne. Oh, sorry, Clara. Uh, seems to think that acting means to smirk and raise one of her famous eyebrows. You know, her famous eyebrows. I got posters of her eyebrows. Oh, they're insured for <laughs> thousand planets. <laughs> it might work for her many magazine covers, but she's not the great foil that we need her to be. It's odd that she's so fey, given that Besson has created so many fabulous and strong female leads in his movies. Right. So, Clara, Cara, Cara, Clara. Kamara. Kamara. Yeah. Faye. Hey, I work for the government. If you want to avoid a diplomatic incident, you better let me go right now. She was, uh, you know what, I think Wikipedia was closer to the mark with no nonsense. That was yeah. that was her. She was no nonsense. And I, she had to put up with a lot of nonsense. I mean, as a, as a foil to, to Valerian in this film played by Dane DeHaan, I think she was a pretty good one. I think she was... I, I liked her better. One scene comes to mind when he's backseat driving yeah. the, the spaceship and she just fucking lets go of the controls and plummets t- towards oh, the Oh, yeah, yeah. You want to drive? Well, put, put your hand back on the joystick. Lorleen, put your hands back on the joystick. Lorleen, will you please put your hand back on the joystick? Will you stop complaining about my driving? Yes, I'm sorry. You're a great driver. You're the best driver in the entire universe. Oh, thank you. There's a there's a feistiness there. Yes. It's not... It's not fey. No, um, Faye is odd. It's 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 very clear what she what she wants. Yeah, and it's very clear her her attitude. Yeah, and um how she goes about getting stuff done. Um, I th- I think she was pretty good. Um, surprisingly yeah. so after Suicide Squad and you yeah know, all of the like the the hula dancing that yeah. she did there. Well, the last paragraph of this article <laughs> that I'm going to read out. There's a whole <laughs> thing at this. Okay. In movies, it's standard practice to have chemistry readings between actors before they officially allowed to sign on the dotted line. One can only assume that the chemistry test between Dehan and Delavine involved a periodic table. Oh, that's very clever. Actually, says here. <laughs> chemistry, chemistry. We're getting into we're getting into 
sort of the the the, the fascinating points of why I found this movie so enjoyable, and, yeah. or like what happened when I found this movie so enjoyable because right. I didn't really notice. I've heard a, a lot of people have sort of complained about the lack of chemistry between yeah. um, Dehan and uh, Delavine, but mm. if there was any lack of chemistry, then it's from the the the, the poor writing, like the poor the poor sort of character writing yeah i, I, I character do writing. I, I agree i i found a lot of the dialogue uncomfortable to listen to mm. it was very cheesy a lot of it yeah. uh there was some gags that weren't too funny but mm. also I've, I've saucily alluded to it a few times <laughs> the fact that they have that interaction at the end where yeah. it's like okay we're finally we know what's happening yeah we know where we're going okay resolution to the plot wait a minute mm. w- what I'm a soldier. I follow the rules. When? Since when? You're happy-go-lucky major. (laughs) That's so out of nowhere. I couldn't believe it when it happened. Yeah. And And, and Delavine is the sort of emotional heart. It's almost as if just on that day, they had the dialogue reversed, where Clara Devaney was going to be like, no, wait, this is against the rules. But um, someone looked at it and was like, hang on a minute. She's the woman. Mm. She should be the sensitive one. He should be the hard-ass one. And they just filled it for that scene. My... Like I thought, I thought about this for a long, long time because yeah. it is out of character. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But really, I mean, his his full line is something like, "I'm a soldier." Um, if I have that, if I don't have that, I have nothing. It's what defines me. Or something. that's it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think it would have been perfectly believable for him to be a, a soldier and just like have and and still. You know he's a he's this happy-go-lucky guy, but he is still yeah. a soldier, yeah. and a soldier still res- respects authority and, sure. and so on and so on and so forth. He's a yeah. major, you know, he's come this far in it. Yeah. If he's a soldier and he wanted to maybe keep the pearl um, for his own government or something like that, then right. I think there's still the, that is justified. Mm. I think, but it's it's saying for me, it's just saying. Yeah. It's what defines me. Yeah, it's, it's saying like, that. Oh, that's, but that's ooh, awkward. Ooh, don't, but, don't don't. But there's do a that. lot of that. Like his his pursuit of Delavine. We yeah. never get much of a sense of what it is he loves about her. Like, but and the constant saying that I want to marry you. It's mm. so weird. Not I am. Um, mm. Come on, just have a drink with me or something like that. I want to marry you, and I my heart belongs to you and no one else. And it's very Disney. Which is which is why we maybe could have done with an older um, Valerian, somebody who's <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah. been around the block a bit more and is is yeah. now like. Well, I don't know. He was very teenage to me. This was very Rome- Romeo and Juliet, like sixteen yes. year old. I will love you forever. Yeah, but it could have been it could have been like a forty year old guy who's finally found the person that he <laughs> that he wants and 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 is just desperate, like for, like literally clawing at <laughs> so, Clara, Clara De- yeah, Delevingne. She was this wasn't depressing enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think. I mean, if what, it had been Paul Whitehouse. <laughs> Look, if you want love, the best way to do it is to put Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams in a flat for two weeks until they both go insane. <laughs> Heath Ledger's in there too, and Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah, and it's just everyone leaves with spunked in condoms. But I, like, yeah. you know what he reminded me of? He reminds. You remember Inside Out? There's the bit where they find the imaginary boyfriend machine, <laughs> and the guy goes, "I would." Die for Riley. Yeah, he reminded me of that. Mm. <laughs> I, I feel like Luke Besson's characters. Yes, the fifth, the fifth element did not have deep characters. <sighs> not really, but there was enough. But there was something there. Yeah, like I, I never questioned Corbin Dallas. No. He was just a taxi driver. He was trying yeah. to get from A to B. Yeah. But when something dropped into his lap, he was a good enough guy that he yeah. knew he had to do something. And he was and it, begrudgingly. Begrudgingly, yeah, yeah, because he still just wanted his ordinary life. And yeah, but ultimately he sort of knew the stakes and you know yes. and, and so he never questioned that and i think the, for for cara delavine to have yeah. 
to have an about face at the end and to come come around to that is is perfectly fine. But there is this issue with the subplots. Yeah, fuck yeah. So there's a lot of meandering here. Like I like I sort of indicated that section, everything yeah. from C- Cara Clara Delavine mm-hmm. notices a butterfly and grabs it, and then mm-hmm. everything up until Bubbles is dead and they're now heading back to the center is in it. It does nothing. It serves the. It doesn't serve the plot. It doesn't further the plot. And it just doesn't... That's the problem here. It doesn't feel like it furthers the characters to me. What do they learn? I was well aware that what was going on at the, at the time yeah. was superfluous to the plot. Yes. But it was there for uh, to, to, to bring these two characters closer together, to put them in to put them in peril. He was already saying, yeah. I would die for you and you're, you're the only one for me. Like, was he... Yes, but it was like a maturing, like sobering experience for him. And, but right. The, but the problem with it is... Subplots work when they're sort of a, a part of the main story. Yeah. So when he goes off and he then has to find Bubbles, played by Rihanna, and meets yeah. Jolly the Pimp, played by Ethan Hawke. Yes. And, and yeah. all, all all of this. For one thing, it, it really tests audience credulity. And patience. And patience. <laughs> um, because you're wondering how this plays into the, yeah, the, you the, main, know the main plot. What's going on? Yeah. yeah. So that... Why is this important? Yeah. You know, peril brings people closer together. And that, and that, but that usually happens like as as part of the plot. Yeah. Um, and they had already been in peril at this stage, and they they will be before the end as well. Mm. And most of this peril they spend apart. It's only really the final fight scene they spend together, and they don't get to sort of interact much. because yeah. Dane Dehan's wrapped in Rihanna. <laughs> yeah, but it, uh, but I think it's in like his his um interactions with R- Rihanna. Um, right. That just r- really help him to uh, un- understand like his own stupid emotions. And I'm not. I'm not saying that it worked, right? But I'm saying this. I'm, I think, that's why I think they this was there. Is, that's partly why it's it's there. Yeah. It's also part of this enormous world that Luke Besson. That has I think built that's more could, it. It's more the yeah. case of that maybe this was an issue of the book, yeah. and he's like, oh no, I want to include this storyline mm. as well, yeah. and think how much better that will be for the audience mm. if they get to see this little story as well. Yeah. It'll be you know like a little neat aside, but. It just it doesn't tie in, and for me, it really hurts the pacing. This is part of the world building that I loved. Even yeah. I, I knew that it had nothing to do with the main plot, but I was so happy to sit back and just see what he was going to throw at me for fifteen minutes. <laughs> that and and it, and it was this sequence just full of just like the best character design and like there was so, really like some good really character great design, sequences yeah. and there was really great character design except and the, for Ethan Hawke. <laughs> the dance sequence was certainly bizarre, mm. had me interested, but like. I, it just as soon as it started, as soon as he went in, I was just like, "What is this?" And then by the end of that sequence, I was like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> Come on now!" <laughs> and I was I was less frustrated because I was just so amused by mm. the decision. But I was I'm not sure I was laughing with the movie. This is a big issue with it. It's, it yeah. throws the pace off. But for me, I don't know. I didn't go in. I wasn't going in expecting yeah. like a tight ninety minute film. It's <laughs> Luke Besson. So yeah. so when it did when it did derail slightly. <laughs> Slightly. When it when it veered through a hedge, yeah, and it came out the other side half an hour later. I was just so happy to see where Luke Besson was going to take me. And yeah. much like the like it's it's a, like with the the jellyfish on the fucking whale, it doesn't make much sense, and there's no, no real need to have it. No, but it's just it's just an, another, another part of this bit. this world, and yeah. like just everything that I loved about Fifth Element, but just mm. sort of dialed back to like 
yeah, 75%. I guess so. But it's just the way in which they were literally fished out of the plot. Mm. Like, you can do the world building thing. And I'm thinking of, like, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 here, where it's not clear what the structure yeah. of the plot is, but everything is, it turns out, heading towards something. Mm. The way in which obstacles like, oh, we need to get the jellyfish now, reminded mm. me of, like, a bad video game. Mm. where it's like, okay, we can now assault the castle, but wait, we need to collect this one item first, so please do this half an hour side <laughs> quest to to mm. do that, just to pad out the game a bit. I feel like it would have been better with an extra half an hour on top on top of the <laughs> film. Just something in there to give these extra events uh, relevance. Yeah, just write it in a bit better, because, I feel. Because the, like, the diva dance in, in The Fifth Element, it yes, it wasn't needed. Not needed, but and it, yet, but it coloured. It was part of yeah. the main plot, and it helped. Yes, because she had that. the stones inside yeah. of her. It wasn't a distraction. It wasn't so like Cobb and Dallas fell into a pit yeah. and had to see the diva dance to get so out again. Why not go and see a space opera? You got the tickets and everything, you know. Yeah, plus you have um, to rendezvous with the singer because yeah. she has the stones. Yeah, and there, are, there, I'm sure there are ways that it could have it could have been built in, and I think a, a way of doing mm. that would have been extending the runtime a little bit and maybe mm. preparing the audience for the fact that it was going to be a slower paced film or um. like with more with more to it with with maybe. chapters or, or or something like that you know if they'd have set it up to have been part of the plot then you yeah. would have bought it yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not saying that there was nothing so incre- incredulous about the what happened in the yeah. context of the world it is yeah. just the fact that i felt like it was wasting my time to some extent yeah but you didn't get enough out of like of the of the wonder of the world during like during that <laughs> sequence to feel like your time wasn't wasted i was very amused yeah i just i just didn't it was in service of not a thing <laughs> i think i think what the fuck is happening is a fair is a fair response. Does, yeah, as long as you're laughing, whether it's with I was or laughing, at, I have to uh, acknowledge, and that's more than I did during the Hitman's Bodyguard. Yeah, that's an out and out comedy, and I, and, I, and I think that there are the, the comedy in this film is supposed to be a bit of a, a, a miss as well. But I've always, mm. but I saw the characters as well as like a more like Wes Anderson, not quite like a bit socially awkward, like yeah. on purpose. There was there's a sequence where he he just fucking bursts out of an airlock because yeah. he's being guided towards the ships and oh yes um, and she and she tells him the wrong um, mm. airlock because she's got she's got she's looking at the number the wrong way around or something because right. it's one of those fancy table screens yeah and um and she's like oh sorry it's it's this one and he's like oh we all make mistakes and it's oh, all, yeah. and it's all kind of it's not very emotional it's kind of wooden and and things like that yeah. but it's like a Adds to the charm for me. That that line worked for me. That yeah. that's okay. We all make mistakes. Yeah, made sense because it was the sort of casualness yeah. of what he was saying combined with the serious yeah. Keanu Reeves tone in which he was saying it. That was good subversion of expectation because I expected yeah. him to say something lamer or like, yes. uh, oh great, <laughs> you know, yeah. something like that. Just yeah, wonderful. Just what I need, which it, is more in keeping with the rest of the dialogue. Yeah, it was, but it was just like an. Ex- it was a very happy extension of what I just I. Mm didn't see as a i didn't see as a problem mm. and it really all does just come back to this sure. this world so that when there was mm. a diversion and it wasn't relevant to the main plot yeah my my brain was happy to like make mm. it work because yeah. again i can't stress this enough except for ethan hawke's jolly the pimp <laughs> um I, I i just really enjoyed that sequence I, yeah. I loved those aliens and the the sequence of sort of this mm. over enthusiastic thing like trying to make cara delevingne try and all these Dresses, yes, the dresses and, on, yeah. and the sequence of feeding the king of this this primitive <laughs> yeah, race. Yeah, all the weird and, foods on it. Yeah, and all the all the the bubble stuff. It was bonkers. It, it was, yeah. It, it was shoehorned into the film, definitely. <laughs> but it was it bonkers. Was weird, and I loved yeah. it. Yeah, I think I just I've always loved it when a universe can be expanded 
as part of the plot. And I think of the original Guardians of the Galaxy, where they, they do things like they go to nowhere, yeah. which is a city built inside the the skull of an ancient being. Yeah. So cool. But there's yeah. a reason for them to be there. They're trying to sell the thing yeah. that they've picked up. Or when they get trapped in a planet, in a, in a mm. prison. Again, it's very meandry. It's like, oh, where's this going? They're in prison now. And it's like, yeah. but it just, it always feels like we're where we need to be and we're where we should be. I like well, that's universe how they... building yeah. in the background, yeah. not to have like reasons in the plot to accommodate the universe building. Mm. It's really, it's really enjoyable when it happens yeah. organically. And, and, and yeah. there, are, there are all these little flourishes. Like there's a, when um, Valerian suddenly just runs off of a fucking ledge yeah. into nothingness yeah. and he's shooting the platform under his, like, oh, yes, into yeah. being. That, so it comes up under his he's feet shooting as he's running. Stones, yeah. yeah, it's like a, playing a cool, like, platformer or something. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just constantly inventive and it's yeah. just, like, all the time. So I guess it didn't even, re- it didn't, it didn't need that extra world building stuff because it was inventive enough. Mm. Um, but then you still needed to like justify the the, the turnaround yeah. at the end between e- between the two characters. Sure, it's not easy. It's not easy to write a, a sort of meandering script that still feels like a mm. whole. It still feels like it's happening on purpose. Yeah. You know, the, only the best films manage it. You look yeah. at something like Pulp Fiction or mm. you know recent space operas like Guardians of the Galaxy. It's mm. it's really difficult to write a script that sort of maintains audience interest and can go on divergences without people feeling like they don't know why something is happening. And I just don't feel like they quite managed it here. But the strength of the film really Mm. is the world that is built and it's the imagination of the film. So let's talk about style in this context. Because I've seen comparisons of this movie to things like Sucker Punch, Mm. where it's like, oh yeah, it's very pretty and it thinks it has good ideas. But it's it's a little bit shallow, and neither of us like Sucker Punch, so no. it would be interesting to yeah address that complaint about this. Why does this why why does this work better than Sucker Punch? Apart from the fact it is more intelligent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean about Sucker Punch. Yeah, there was something very unpleasant about it. Oh yeah, there was a griminess, wasn't there? There was a, a griminess, but not in a good requiem for a dream fault? way. <laughs> Sorry, was it John Ham's fault? Oh, he's a grimy man. Yeah, he's a grimy man. He um, needles. Don't know if you've seen him in Baby Driver. He's, ooh, he's <laughs> slick, but not in a not in a cool way. <laughs> slick with oil. Yeah, he had to take a bath several times an episode in Mad Men just to get that off him. They just had to hose him down. They had to hose him down in between takes. <laughs> Which is why his hair always looks so uh, lush. It's oh, just wet. Darling, it looks like that seat's been waiting for you all its life. Okay, cut. <laughs> <laughs> Action. Thank you. Darling, it looks like that. (laughs) (laughs) Chair's been waiting for you all his life. (coughs) God, I'm wet now. (laughs) Just running Um, down his face. Yeah. But but it was grimy and like a Michael Bay, like I I shouldn't be enjoying this. Why are you showing me this? And and it was... Why is that skirt that short? Yeah. This is a stylish film. Yeah. It's definitely a stylish film. And it's a very different style. It's it's not the muted greens and dark yellows of Mm. Sucker Punch. It's every color it's real fifth element yeah. just every color you can think of <laughs> yeah and a few you can't the biggest difference yeah between the style of valerian and the style of mm. sucker punch is that really all sucker punch felt like was an attempt to to look to look cool yeah it has and, some neat action sequences and and, and yeah and and that didn't work <laughs> no and with valerian yes okay so that's a criticism that it was just trying to look cool but mm. Again, there is this world. Yeah. Luke Besson 
to cover two, like the two or three hundred alien races in this book, wrote yes. a six hundred page book, right, detailing the <laughs> idiosyncrasies of these aliens, and he had the cast study them so that they know how to properly interact with these aliens. Yes. So we go, we go from this dream where we're on the planet Mule, yeah. Mule, yeah, Mule, where Mule. there is a whole ecosystem. Yeah. We in 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 a five minute sequence, mm. like with with no dialogue, we yeah. understand the ecosystem of this entire planet. Yeah, we are then taken on board the ship, where yes, admittedly the 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 character building there is a little stilted and and yeah. and, and uh, contrived. Yes, but then we go to this world with big market, and as we go through, we see all the different levels. It's it's yeah. obviously it's taking it's like drawing on this Asian like metropolis aesthetic yeah. crammed in like communities and there are so many different people like beings mm. at work there all doing different things and there's an there's an underworld and yeah and then we go from there to alpha which is the city of a thousand planets yes i don't know how many more times i can just keep saying this and it being the answer but there is a world and sucker yeah. punch didn't have that no so that's why the style over substance for that but for for valerian the substance is in this fully fleshed out and realized world yeah. and where there may not be as much substance in the plot or the characters yeah. being in this world is yeah. is the experience of the movie it is and it, it is it's one p- that is worth seeing i think yeah. in spite of everything it's a shame that he did choose to tell a fairly uh loose story in this world with fairly stock characters but no it is it is an extraordinary world that he has brought to screen i feel like maybe just get a second screenwriter Besson yeah. has a wonderful visual eye. It's, this, it's the Gili problem, but it's the opposite of Gili. Yeah. It's just don't... Some directors can write the script and direct the movie. Some can't. Mm-hmm. I feel like Besson could really do himself from, by, some favours by directing some other people's scripts. Um, yeah, Pot- potentially. I mean, this was... Yeah. It was... It's been mentioned that maybe if he wanted to do Valerian and wanted yeah. to, you know, have this massive project, you know, as a franchise with sequels and things like yes, that. Yes, he certainly did. Then what he what he should have done was maybe do a more button down first story. Yeah, that maybe was easier easier to follow yeah. and, and save the incredible world building for show off, off just of, of Alpha. the world because it's full of yeah. ideas. Hinted it. Yeah. Have yeah, and then have it with um with Joseph, Joseph Gordon Levitt. <laughs> uh, instead of Dane DeHaan, who yeah. you know, no, no shade on Dane DeHaan, but it's no. Just... And then have Joe Lev do his Keanu Reeves impression, <laughs> which would have made everybody come. Absolutely everybody, um, not a single seat uncommed in. <laughs> oh, oh. An un, an un, not an ungunned seat this side of Christendom, <laughs> this side of the city of a thousand planets. <laughs> Aim smaller for the first one with a smaller mm. budget, so it's a safer bet. Yeah. And then get the bigger budget for, for the second film and then do the big story where we've already got an established relationship yeah. with Valerian and Laureline. And it could have just been sort of safer safer ground. Shall we quickfire? Yeah. Good. Um, yeah, so some of the inventions I really loved. I really loved the BB gun thing. Yeah. That was something I'd not seen. It, it just shoots out metal balls that then stick yeah. to the person that the gun is being aimed at and it weighs them down so that they can't yeah. move. Another really neat premise. God, there was just so much about Big Market. There was, there was yeah. just, just there was enough in Big Market to yeah. make a film. Yeah, you could have set it in Big. It Market. It could have been set in Big yeah. Market, and you could have been trapped in like the like yeah. the under underground levels. Yeah, trying to get out. Sure. Um, because the first the first sequence was wonderful. I thought. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, I really liked the Big Market sequence. Yeah. Um, just so much detail in there. Just yeah. what a great world. 
Oh, yeah, another one of the great little uh, devices from the mm. big market sequence was a gun that they shot at one of the guards, and now suddenly a guy can use that guard as a puppet. And like he moves his arm, and the guy and the guard moves his arm, and that was yes, that was a neat little thing. I liked the deal-breaking alien race, the ones who were selling their information to Cara Delevingne. Oh yeah, um, the little duck monkey things. Yeah, they're they're a cool character design, and <laughs> yeah. it was just an- another hint of like this whole race of uh, yeah beings who go around striking deals and and being being like the yeah being like the brokers of uh, of Alpha. Yeah, it was cool. Again, just a detail that hinted at. This this massive world that uh, Luke Besson had brought to screen. I quite like Clive Owen. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. Commander Clive Owen. He yeah. was um, he brought a certain amount of incredulity to things, sort of in his expressions, which I appreciated yeah. because he seems like a serious guy. <laughs> I haven't just look around at the aliens and just put an expression that to me just spells out Jesus Christ. Just I felt I found very human. <laughs> so we've mentioned city design, costume design. Yeah, it was all cool costumes. It was all very very cool. Yeah, and the makeup effects. I mean, some of the monsters look fantastic. Yeah, I mean, Weta, it, it, like Weta oh, Digital, were yeah. part of the the, the production yeah. team there. So whenever they get in, get in, it's just such a nice blend of uh, like digital, digital and practical effects. I seem to remember I quite liked Rihanna's little dance sequence. Yeah, I can't remember the music that went to it, but I think it was kind of cool and well choreographed, and you know, have a neat dance. I just remember it being really weird. <laughs> <laughs> so. It is. It is definitely this. Um, what we were talking about a few a few weeks ago. Mm. Um, in our um, in our top ten episodes oh, yeah. and ambitious flops, it's de- it definitely falls into that category. Yeah. it's definitely an ambitious flop. Sure is. Um, it it has its problems, and mm. it's a bit of a weird defense episode because I can't <laughs> I can't wholesale defend something that I, you know that I ha- you know have to admit has these problems in sure. storytelling, characters, and so on. Yeah, but. What made it work for me was just the wonder. It was so joyous, and I came out of the cinema <laughs> so happy at having seen this that yeah, sure. I didn't even, th- I, I wasn't even thinking about the plot holes or yeah. the, the the change to pace that the Rihanna sequence, as it shall henceforth right. be known, um, caused <laughs> it. You know, in a, I, I came out of it wanting more of the world, not yeah. less. I wanted, I wanted to, I'd love to see a sequel because I just had, mm. I had so much fun, and maybe it's because it reminded me of the Fifth Element, mm. and maybe it's just the. There's a. I I was trying to des- describe to you like the 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 crapness of the sets, and I think it's <laughs> that everything has like a everything in this and Fifth Element has like a squidgy feel to it, right? And um, but but it's what we were saying about practical effects, yeah. And even though there's a lot of green screen in this, yeah. Again, it feels like something you could take hold of. And mm. if I wanted more, then I just wanted something like an an Avengers hideout sequence. I wanted their country sure. barn. Yes, yeah. yeah, so a moment where they just stop yeah. and maybe. But then again, the moments where they stopped and talked, it was usually <laughs> I would die for you. <laughs> I, I I wanted one that was as good as the Avengers hideout sequence. Sure, that would have been good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> or you know, Valerian could have cooked for Laureline or something like that. Oh, but I would fry for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> we can finish finally. Um, I just did. We do. <laughs> I think the bit we have to end on is the bit that every review, including mine. Mentioned about Valerian, which is that opening credit sequence. Yeah, it's such a pure statement of purpose mm-hmm. for this film. It's it's so simple as well. Just we keep coming forward in time, and different, more out there looking aliens come on and shake hands with humanity. 
just this wonderful symbol of friendship being repeated over mm. and over and over again throughout history with these different races. It's gorgeous. And yeah, and, and weirdly, a lot of the captains are played by directors that Luke Besson has worked with, like Olivia uh, Megaton or Louis Leteria. Yeah. Sort of people cool. who have worked on the Taken series or various other yeah. Europa Corps endeavors. Yeah. Nice little Easter egg for you there. Yeah. The concept mm. design on the aliens, I don't think was ever showcased better. Because no. they're not in the background of scenes. They're just front and center. The point of the scene is how weird they are and yet how friendly they are. And that's yeah. lovely. And um, human and alien are like overcoming obstacles, shaking hands. Yeah. And there's your humanity. There's the heart of the movie. Yeah. Arrival did it in 2016. <laughs> Valerian's carrying the torch. In 2017. Yeah. I think inevitably, like The Fifth Element, it's going to have a cult following. And I yeah. think this one, does, it, I, I, like The Fifth Element, I think it deserves it. I, yeah. I'm really glad it exists. I'm really mm. sorry that the people who put so much into it aren't going to get that back. Yeah. You know, it's, it's already yeah. not made its money, and I think Europa Corps is in real trouble now. Yeah. Uh, which is a shame, because, yeah, uh, f- movies like Lucy and fucking, um, oh, what else have they made recently? But uh, just weird shit. Yeah. And you need weird shit, because for yeah. all its messiness, it was m- way more interesting than The Hitman's Bodyguard. And I yeah. feel like it deserved a, a fair amount of that little pie that gets yeah. cut up each year and given to mostly Disney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just cut the reins, throw up your hands, and just have a bit of fun. Put a smile on your face. <laughs> Enjoy it for what it was. Thank you for listening to One Good Thing. Yeah, thanks so much for uh, sticking with us for another 10 episodes. Hey, do email us, ogtpod at gmail.com. My novel Doghead is available on Amazon. Five ninety nine still. Look at it. Um, I've got some um, people coming back and saying they liked it. What? what? How? I, d- I don't know. <laughs> it was... I don't think they were English. <laughs> I thought I was being I thought I was being deep and dark and they just didn't know the words. <laughs> Couldn't even pronounce my name properly. Aww. But that's that's still there. Um, uh, you can read my reviews on screen mayhem. I yeah. think at about this time you'll be um there'll be reviews from the London Film Festival going up. So uh, <laughs> ooh, some little sneak previews for you there. Gosh. You'll get to ima- you get to close your eyes and imagine you're one of those bohemian London types. Oh. Um basically all you need to do to do that is make yourself a cup of coffee and then go outside and throw twenty pounds down the drain. <laughs> and that's the London experience. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have the espresso, don't I? Can't live without my coffee. <laughs> Um, got to annex an Asian country mate sorry (laughs) got to be a wait for it you know what I mean (laughs) so yeah on all of that happiness um, (laughs) see you for episode 41 absolutely and whilst you're waiting for that I'm Paul Salt I'm Paul Goodman and remember the one good thing about Valerian is a slimy handshake Louis Leterrier God almighty, hello Nick Spartan, you absolute punk. Oh, RoboJesus777 takes his time over chicken nuggets. Oh, yeah, he does. John C. McGinley was um, doing an impression of Orson Welles, which he later admitted that was a, was a bad idea. But Orson Welles doing what? <laughs> Orson Welles was doing, doing an impression of John C. McGinley. <laughs> What's my chances of getting back to Scope? 20 to 1, I reckon. <laughs> per bell. <laughs> I'm a big rotating CGI head <laughs> in a bleak expanse of nothingness. The guards all have their guns, but as soon as they see how ripped he is, they cannot possibly <laughs> hurt that beautiful man. <laughs> Do you shoot a rose? <laughs> <laughs>
Mom is wrong.